sweating to see what you do. Flash! <laughs> ah! Savior of the universe! <laughs> <laughs> I think that recorded like half of the sentence before you started. <laughs> ah, you know, uh, the stereotypical thing would be to do the Bobby Bill song. Yes. By Aqua. Yes. Which I was, <laughs> and I was trying my hardest not to do it. So I'm like, well, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah, I don't know. That, uh, I was thinking about the Flash. Okay. Not Flash Gordon, uh, you know. <laughs> Barry Allen. Yes. Uh, and because, you know, the, it came out on streaming. Oh, okay. A few weeks ago, not recently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Hello, hi, welcome. The name of the show is Politics, although I call it Politics. And the title of this episode is Bobby, aka Bob and I'm a part one. <laughs> right? My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. You don't think we should lump them together? As one Barbenheimer. You got, uh, I, I don't know, why, what, what is that sound you made when I said Barbenheimer part one? Nothing. It was a very disapproving. That's what I uh, <laughs> took from it. I disagree. About what? About it being disapproving. Okay, fine. Let's just move on. Okay. So clean up from last week. Following up on what we mentioned last week was Elon Musk renaming Twitter to X. Yes. I found out this week that when he was at PayPal, he tried to do the exact same thing and rename it to X.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was forced out of the company by the board and replaced as CEO by Peter Thiel. Yeah. But then I was made aware of another thing. His other company is called SpaceX. Yeah. Which, <laughs> one model uh, of Tesla is called the Tesla X. Yes. Uh, it, it's act, they actually spell out sexy. Yes. <laughs> but instead of uh, an E, it's a, the number three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, then I remembered uh, he had a baby a few years ago. Yes. With Grimes. And that baby was named XAEA12. But, <laughs> you know, again, starting with the letter X. Yes. This guy is precisely one move. <laughs> Incorporate the letter X into it. That's, <laughs> That's it. That's all he does. <laughs> it's really wild. Like, I never noticed this before. And now it's like, you know, like, uh, uh, at the end of a twist ending movie, <laughs> you, know, like, you look back and everything like slides into place. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> he names everything X. Yeah. This guy's a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> but yeah. And like I said, I had known about the name change for quite a while, but I wasn't thinking about it too hard because like I never really thought about branding or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> That kind of, that's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? But this week, I've just been seeing people speak about, you know, why, why it's branding. Such, yeah, why it's such a bad idea to, <laughs> to change the, the branding, right? Yeah. So they've, they've managed to turn using their service into a verb. Yeah. So on social media sites, other social media sites, you post something. Yeah. But on Twitter, you tweet something. Yeah. Right? This is similar to, you know, you don't use the uh, the search engine to search for something. You Google it. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, it's taking that insane brand recognition and throwing it in the bin yeah. for a generic alphabet, you know, which is not not good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? 
again, I don't know too much about branding, but uh, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. From the outside looking in, it doesn't look good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just seems unnecessary and just kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. He he just has some weird fascination. Some not even a fascination. An obsession with yes. the letter X. There's something yeah. wrong here. <laughs> this guy needs to seek therapy. <laughs> uh, crazy. Anyway, last week we spoke about uh, the Mission Impossible crew stealing from a train. And I never mm-hmm. shouted out, Oh my God, I love a train heist. Oh. <laughs> In fact, the word heist was not used the entire entirety of last week. <gasps> and I do apologize to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is uh, where, you know, the one-stop shop for heist content. Yeah. <laughs> we let them down. <laughs> we dropped the ball. <laughs> All right. So, the news of the week. The EFF, a country's ostensible left-wing party, celebrated its 10-year anniversary this past week. As part of its celebration, the Kenyan professor Patrick Lumumba gave a speech at UCT's Sarah Bartman Hall, which drew protests as Lumumba is a note notorious homophobe who in an interview with Digitalk TV said homosexuals should be cured and is a vocal supporter of Uganda's anti-homosexual bill which criminalizes homosexuality with harsh punishments including the death penalty right so not a great guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah again so he's Kenyan but he's he speaks about other countries that's the Ugandan bill I don't want it to you know like I'm (laughs) I'm being uneducated and I'm like you know, saying he supports the Ugandan bull, but he's not even, he's not even from Uganda. Like, yeah. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is Kenyan, but he's, he's, by the, you know, he's speaking in South Africa. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, on behalf about. of the EFF, right? Yes. He's, uh, and he was speaking about something called Pan-Africanism. Okay. Which is about, uh, Africa. It's similar to like the EU. Yeah. He wants a united Africa. Yeah. Where it's just free travel in between yeah. uh, countries. Makes sense. I agree with him on that part, just not the homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> right. Uh, so the first thing I want to address is the EFF's role in this. On a moral level, it's gross. Yeah. Again, this is supposed to be our, quote, left-wing, end quote, party. The guiding principle of left-wing politics is equality. Mm-hmm. Championing someone who believes gay people don't have the right to exist is anti-equality. Yeah. Right? But let's take monar- morality out of it. Okay. Let's just talk plain strategy. Any political party in general is trying to get the most votes as possible, right? Yeah. Hosting this homophobe alienates any potential gay voters that yeah. you may want to attract. Yeah. As well as, you know, allies of gay people. Yeah. You're giving a clear signal that you don't care about this group of people, that you would host somebody who's so hateful. Yeah. Right? The point uh, of the speech, uh, I already said this, that he was promoting pan-Africanism, right? Right, yeah. And if it's a, if it's about the idea of pan-Africanism, then they could have easily got another speaker who's equally qualified to speak about pan-Africanism, but not homophobic. Yeah. But by platforming this particular hateful individual, they're throwing all current and potential gay supporters under the bus. Yeah. Secondly, UCT's role in this. They should have refused to host this man. Right? They should have. You see this a lot in America. A right-wing ghoul wants to have a lecture at a university and students protest this and they say, Ah, the loony left, they're violating my free speech. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what is free speech? Speaking freely. No. Oh. Right. Free speech means you can't face repercussions from the government for saying something. Okay. For your, you know, personal view. Yeah. So, if you say something at work that your boss doesn't like, yeah. They can retaliate by firing you. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. If you say something offensive to someone on the street, they can retaliate by like fighting or slapping you. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Right. But if the government retaliates in any way, mm. the the most common way is to have you arrested. Yeah. But there's there's different ways that a government can retaliate against you. Okay. That is freedom of speech. Okay. Right. You're allowed to say something without getting arrested or any other government repercussions for that speech. Okay. Right. That yeah. doesn't mean like you know like I said if you say something offensive and somebody punches you. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that person is not violating your right to say that. That's a reaction to what you said. Yeah. Right? Okay. UCT I'm pretty sure is a private university. I don't know. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever the case is, uh uh free speech only works in terms of the government yeah right uh we also see this with the you know like youtube and stuff you know usually you get demonetized or banned from youtube right right and they say that their free speech is being trampled upon yeah youtube is a private company they set the terms of service free speech does not mean you're entitled to a platform in the same way uct denying this homophobic platform is not a violation of free speech makes sense right Secondly, there are limits to free speech. Yeah. For example, if you put out a video trying to incite violence, you can be arrested. Okay. You know what I said? The police can't arrest you for saying something. Yeah. There's certain instances where they can arrest you, <laughs> right? So, yeah. for example, if uh, if I said, okay, pick an ethnic group. Uh, Indians. Say, I if I put out a video saying, hey, uh, Indian people are pedophiles, right? And right. we and we should kill them because uh, they they're raping children. Yeah, that's and then that's a call to violence. That's incitement. Yeah, you're trying to portray a certain group. Uh, you portray them in a certain sorry, you're way. You're trying yeah. to like promote violence against this certain group. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, that the, the, so there's limits on what free speech you can do. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Another limit is hate speech. Okay. So hate speech is defined as public speech that expresses hate or encourages violence towards a person or group based on something such as race, religion, sex, or sexual orientation. Supporting a bill that has the death penalty for homosexuality fits the description of hate speech to me. Right? Yeah, it does I'm, seem that way. I'm extremely disappointed in both the EFF and UCT for allowing this to happen. Theoretically, I should be voting for the EFF, right? Again, they are our quote-unquote left-wing party. Yeah. But I won't because of things I missed. This is not the only <laughs> problem I have with them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, they, they, they do a bunch of shit like this, right? But uh, I will, however, applaud the students who protested the speech. Yeah. They are the only people in the story who had any backbone. Yeah, true. Right? So, yeah. It doesn't matter if UCT is government or uh, a privately owned hate speech, you know, falls, uh, you know, makes yeah. it irrelevant. That's why I'm yeah. like, why is this guy searching? 
it's it's not relevant but anyway so we've been uh, the next story is we've been following the republican primary and meet paul ron's campaign took another body blow this week off as a staffer staffer named nate hockman posted a video to the the campaign's official twitter account oh the official x account <laughs> <laughs> that included the sonnenrad which is an ancient european symbol that was appropriated by the nazis in their attempt to invent an idealized aryan slash norse heritage so it, it's similar to the swastika right it's okay. just a, a symbol that they used it's okay. a you know people in nazi groups use them yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> But if we're being fair, it could have been a mistake as perhaps someone else made the video and yeah. the software just posted the videoing video unknowingly. Yeah. Right? But later on in the week, <laughs> we found out that the, he made the video himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> He just found a video and he posted it, but it's, <laughs> it's it's funny, right? So Hockman has now been fired from the campaign staff, but it was part of like a a bunch of layoffs that Meeporon did. Yeah. So I think they they, they just, like because they are cutting staff. Yeah. Because their campaign is <laughs> slightly <laughs> falling apart, right? Okay. But uh, they didn't like name. that this is why he got fired. Right, yeah. So he was just let go with a bunch of other people. <laughs> I don't know, this seems like a a big enough fuck up to get fired. <laughs> But I don't know. Uh yeah, my advice to meet Boron remains the same. Drop out. <laughs> Drop out immediately. Stop wasting people's time and money. Drop out meet Boron because yeah, again, I'm the only one who would vote for you. Yeah. <sighs> the next story Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse along with a number of other movies have been delayed. Mm-hmm. But yes. I bring Spider-Verse up specifically because if you recall a few weeks ago we covered a new story that the animators on the Spider-Verse movies were being treated extremely poorly and it would likely be delayed. Okay. And if you recall I said that uh if the movie gets delayed, yeah, I'll boycott it. Yes. Uh I believe that Sony is using the current strike for writers and actors yeah as a smokescreen to hide this fact okay that uh, it was going to be delayed anyway right so I'm boycotting the next Spider-Verse yes either okay. way regardless of what Sony is saying that you know they've only delayed it because of the strike okay I uh, I've seen enough fair enough it's uh, uh the article I read about uh, how you know the Spider-Man uh, staff was treated yeah made me very upset fair it's, enough it's uh, really gross how the animators were treated yeah. uh, on that project yeah and uh, yeah that's all i have to say about that they should okay. have been in clean up uh yeah well it's not really clean up from last week from a few weeks ago yeah which i wouldn't really call clean up i would say that's news all right whatever do you have anything yeah. to say i do actually uh with this with the story Uh oh no not with this sorry all right uh the <laughs> last uh new story is there's a video floating around of Mitch McConnell potentially shitting his pants <laughs> Do you know who Mitch McConnell is? Yes. He's the Senate majority leader in America. <laughs> yeah. uh, actually is he the Senate? Man? Who who controls the Senate? 
I don't know. I don't. He might be the. He might be the minority leader now at the moment. But whatever. He's the. <laughs> he's in charge of the Republicans in the Senate. Yes. He's a very canny political operator. He's yeah. the one who held the party together. You know, in two thousand and nine, when Obama took charge. Yeah. When. Oh, oh, I understand how my words. Uh, yeah. Could, could have. Uh, given the appearance that I was saying Obama took charge of the Republican Party. Yeah. No, I'm saying Obama took charge of the presidency. Yes. And they had won both the House and Senate, the yes. Democrats. Yeah. But Mitch McConnell held the Republicans together and held them up. Yes. And got them back to, you know, take the presidency back in 2016. Yeah. It wasn't just Trump coming in and, you know, doing, doing it. It's, there was lots of groundwork laid for him, you know, to make the party strong yeah, uh, for him to come in and win. Yeah. So, yeah, Mitch McConnell, huge piece of shit, stolen at least two uh, Supreme Court picks. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a video of him this week where, like, he just goes silent. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I slightly feel bad because he's an old guy. Yeah. And he just, could just be going through, all, you know, problems. But yeah. once again, very, very evil man. And it's <laughs> the videos <laughs> that have been posted, you know, very funny. Please go look it up. He, so I'm just saying potentially because uh, the the leading theory is that, he, you know, he last he lost, uh, I don't not, not lost track. He lost, <laughs> his he lost senses. the he lost the use of his bowels. Oh, and it you know he lost, not power, the clenching force. Uh, he lost control yeah. of his bowels yes. and potentially shat himself. Potentially. Yes. And he just goes quiet. Yes. Then like one of his aides takes him away yeah. for like four or five minutes. Then he comes back and he's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 it's one of the funniest fucking videos I've seen this year. <laughs> anyway, your news. So uh, Senegal opposition politician... Usman Sonko, was, uh, whose jail sentencing in June sparked violent protests. I think we covered that. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, he was detained on Friday following a scuffle with security forces stationed outside his home, his lawyers and the state prosecutor said. So basically, um, he got arrested again, uh, not in connection with the, the first detainment. Uh, this one is because he, I believe he snatched someone's phone out of their hand. And, uh. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> and. Is it worth going to jail for? I don't know. I'm not talking about him, like, is it worth it for him? I'm saying. Is. The, the Senegalese justice system. <laughs> is somebody snatching a phone worth them going to jail? <laughs> you know, but that seems a bit harsh. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, his his defense is that uh, he was coming from a a mosque service, I guess, like a you know a gathering at the mosque, and um, people were videoing him, and he obviously didn't take too kindly to that, so he snatched um, a reporter's phone. Mm, I don't like it. Yeah. He did something wrong. He should, you know, incur be penalties. Yeah. Or like a temporary, like a week in jail. Yeah. Like, or, or may, not even a, like a weekend. Like <laughs> Spend uh, the night. 
a night seems too lenient. The weekend. Okay, okay. Stay a weekend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a weekend in jail. <laughs> you can't just... Because, like, if... Uh, freedom of speech or something. Freedom of speech. Yeah, Taking somebody, somebody's picture... Um, is that freedom of speech? I... <sighs> I don't know, because like with politicians, it's probably a little bit different. He's a public figure. Yeah, so can they? No. Well, I mean, he was probably like. You know, I'd cancel that. Okay. Send the reporter to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be taking pictures of this guy. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, I. You know what? I agree with this guy now. Yeah. You can't just come and take pictures of me. Yes. Uh, he's totally in the right. Uh, I recant everything I said. Yes. Prior to <laughs> what I just said. Okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, next story. Um, there's this... Uh, oh, I should have... Oh, yeah. So, there's a guy called Patrick Hanlon. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, most people haven't. Um, he's a... He programs haptic suits, which are like... Um, feel suits basically like you put them on and then they like vibrate pretty much right and uh wait wait wait, wait. like you just moved on past that what does why would you do that why uh okay yeah yeah, yeah i'm getting to that okay uh he's he's programmed a suit that's designed to enable deaf people to basically hear in inverted commas the uh the musical um, Rhythms. I guess, yeah. It, like the the, the events, yeah. The the vibrations, like so. Like if they, let's say, they go watch an orchestra, right? He's programmed a suit that will then convert that to something they understand. Yeah, basically. So, like, uh, usually, what they would do is like they would put their hands on a speaker or something, right? And then they can feel the vibrations, mm-hmm. or they'd hold a balloon. And they've got the vibrations in their fingertips, right? But this is more like a uh, a full body experience for them, and uh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, mm. I hope uh, it becomes more widely used. You know, obviously this is still quite early in the. Uh, well, yeah, there has to be tests and stuff like uh, as you you know keep improving the technology. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but I hope it eventually becomes a, a much more widespread thing for those that are hearing impaired. Very cool. Yeah. Next new story. That's uh, that's it for me. I thought you were going to bring up the aliens. <laughs> I should have brought up the aliens. But that's a fake story. Yeah. The guy, the quote-unquote whistleblower, was a crank. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not a real. He's not a reliable source. You know, I'm like you. <laughs> oh, not you. Uh, I'm like you, the listener. You know, uh, I want to believe. This, you know, that's the that's the catchphrase of the X Files. Uh, because <laughs> is that for a reason? I do want to believe, right? But uh, it's it's just not true. Sorry. Yeah, I don't want to bring it up. I was I was hoping you would bring it up. So I could just step it down. <laughs> like, like, you're like, hey, there's aliens. I'm like, no, there isn't, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Sadly, you didn't bring it up, so I had to bring it up. No, myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the 
cut checks for the this movie, right? Yeah. So, first of all, let's just talk about the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Okay. This, okay, this goes back to Tinity. Sorry, what? Tenet. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you know it? Yes. Oh, you seem to not know what Tenet was just mm. now. No, I just don't hear I know you what properly. Is. Oh, okay. That's Can cool. you? Do you know what Tenet is? Yes. It, they they say that in the movie, right? They're like, "Do you know what Tenet is? Do you remember this?" I've never watched it. I'm oh. just culturally aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you don't know what it is. You've never seen it. It's on my to watch list. Jesus Christ! It came out years ago. <laughs> I know, <laughs> three years ago. Oh. All right. But, But you'll watch anime. Yeah, you'll like. watch bloody. Uh, what else you do? Gaming. <laughs> Wait till we get to my recommendations. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so do you remember the d- debacle about the day and date releases? Yes. Okay. So our part wasn't at the time, but I'm saying we've spoken about this before. Yes, and, we have. Uh, the studios wanted to release movies simultaneously on their. Uh, streaming the, on the streaming services and at the movies, right? So yeah. you can just get it at home. Yeah. Christopher Nolan kicked up a huge fuss about that. Makes sense. First yeah. of all, because like we were speaking about uh, Tom Cruise last week, uh, Chris Nolan is a big champion of the cinema experience. Yeah. Right. With, right. <laughs> he like. Uh, Makes his movies in IMAX. Yeah, there's a difference between like what most people do is they like film it in another format and it gets post converted into IMAX. IMAX and yeah. some in 3D. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we'll speak about about all that next week in Oppenheimer. Yeah, but I'm just saying the the point is that day and date release really pissed Nolan off. Yeah, and Nolan had been working at with Warner Brothers since uh, the Dark. Actually, did he do Insomnia with Warner Brothers? I have no. <laughs> you don't even know that movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That is true. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But he's been working with them at least since the early two thousands. Okay. Either on Batman or uh, Insomnia. Insomnia, right? But uh, so it's been like at least twenty years. Yeah. Of him working there, so he left Warner Brothers because of that. Okay. And he moved to Universal, and he made. And he because he wanted to do Oppenheimer, right? Releasing Barbie on the same day as Oppenheimer was Warner Brothers being like "fuck you" to Christopher Nolan, <laughs> right? <laughs> they, they were trying to fuck him over. <laughs> Then, in a sort of magical twist, the internet took that and made it into a meme, <laughs> where instead of you know. Destroying each other. Yeah. Somehow these movies lifted each other up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the Barbenheimer phenomenon was, was born, right? Yes. Where people were going to do double showings. Yeah. Did you do a double screening? I did not, unfortunately. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Barbie on the Friday night. Hmm. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Then I watched Oppenheimer on at the IMAX. Yeah. At Eastgate, which yeah. we spoke about last week. Uh, About the Mission Impossible, I also watched that IMAX there. Yeah, same theater but way more full. 
Yeah. Like every seat was full. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was crazy. There are people but in the front row that yes. have to look vertically. It was mad. But anyway, the, <laughs> we'll, again, we'll speak about Oppenheimer next week. Yeah. The the point being that uh, the movies are back. Yeah. <laughs> this, I I don't know of a time where a double header was sold like this. Yeah. People don't really do double headers at all anymore. No. Whereas, like, this used to be the norm. As really? For, in, well, way long ago. Yeah. Like, uh... Before my time. I'm talking about the 50s. Oh, before both our times. You, know, you don't know my life. <laughs> 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 you don't know where I've been. <laughs> it's very presumptuous of you to say. Speak for yourself, please. <laughs> you know, I think you're, what's the word, getting too ahead of yourself. <laughs> Don't include me in your nonsense. <laughs> but yes, you know, we spoke about the concept of B-movies. Yes. You'd have a, a main movie that comes out and then you'd have a B-movie that played off in the evenings. Yeah. So like, um, you'd go to the seven o'clock movie with, uh, I don't know, your kids and stuff, the main movie. Yeah. And then from 10 o'clock till midnight is the B movie, which is like more adult, more, uh, yeah. Not to be confused with the, the B movie. <laughs> the Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Animated movie about a B. Yeah. Yes. So yes, people used to do, uh, double headers all the time. Right. Uh, yes, just due to, you know. The way that they were screened. Yeah, but because, uh, they started moving into like malls and stuff. Yeah. Where you'd have multiple screens. You didn't, they didn't need to do that anymore. It wasn't just two movies. Like you go to watch one and then the one after. Yeah. But you can choose. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so kind of how we know it today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, but this is the, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's fairly unique. Uh, I don't remember the last time we've had hype for a movie like this. I want to say the last Avengers movie. Yeah. In 20, was it? It was 2019. I think so, yeah. Either 2018 or 19. But I think it was 19. It was 18 and 19, the first one, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Four years since we, cause, like, the, this, (laughs) the Marvel Sickles are going to have a great time (laughs) listening to me say this, but Avatar doesn't have that same hype. No, it doesn't. Because it's just usually like adults who go to the movies, they go home. Yeah. Right? It's uh, like a lot more teens were, were talking about this. People on the internet. Yeah. That, that That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Adults aren't posting Avatar memes. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're just enjoying it and the theatrical experience like, you know, how adults do. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yes, I haven't felt this pipe in quite a while so I I enjoyed it quite a lot right yeah I saw a lot of uh, kids yeah uh, but I don't really think this is a kids movie no I really feel like do you know America Ferreira's character in this yeah she's the mother yeah women around that age I feel is the target market for this movie not kids yeah I think kids were caught into it (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) I saw this article this week that 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 it was like the Barbie movie is a feminism movie. We were, we were caught in, <laughs> which, uh, like, uh, okay, 
if you didn't realize this was going to be a feminism movie you're an idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> nobody can like nobody can you you're just incredibly dumb yeah. but kids i think they work on yeah <laughs> right? because it's not a kid or parents who thought they would take their kids to this movie yeah were con yeah let's say that yeah i don't want to imply that kids were con because <laughs> that implies that kids are stupid <laughs> and uh you know potential oh, listeners you know potentially wouldn't like me saying that their kids are stupid that is i true. think they'd prefer me to say that they were stupid <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> so uh i'm going to start with greta gerwig Okay. She's the director of this movie. Yes, she, she is. She started writing and then much later uh, she started acting, right? Right. In the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. That that's when she started writing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The acting came way later. Yeah. Right. And there's a key figure in the mumblecore movement. Okay. So, so what is mumblecore? Mumbling? <laughs> Mumble mumblecore films t- tend to revolve around characters in their 20s and early 30s who are usually single. white and fairly aimless in both their professional and personal lives plots are often concerned with difficulties in romantic relationships exacerbated by the character's inability to articulate their own desires right right okay yeah so i've watched a few of these movies and i really find them to be vapid nonsense fair enough right have yeah. you ever seen frances ha no that was my first uh, mumblecore movie no My first uh, encounter with Greta Gerwig. Oh, right. Okay. She's the star of that movie. Oh. She's also the writer. She co-wrote that movie with Noah Baumbach. Huh. Who's the writer of this movie. Damn. And her husband. Right? Okay. So, they're, they're, they're not a writing team because they do work on movies, uh, like, away from each other. Yeah. But uh, they work together frequently. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> And Frances Ha, I believe... I don't know the the history of it but I believe that's the beginning of their relationship. Okay. And I found that movie to be d- just horrible. <laughs> like <laughs> again, vapid nonsense. It's like uh people who aren't interesting at all but yeah. they think that they're interesting. Yeah. It's, you ever come across somebody like that? Yeah. Who just has an overinflated view of themselves. Yeah. But uh Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Listeners, you look directly at me. <laughs> I've been looking at you this He's whole trying, time. He's trying to imply that it's me. <laughs> Where did I All say right. that? All right. All right, you got me, asshole. <laughs> Good joke. Good joke. Everyone's laughing. All right. <laughs> But, <laughs> yes, I, uh, I just don't like these kinds of movies. Fair enough. Yeah. But then, a few years later, she comes out with Lady Bird. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. Of course not. <laughs> But uh I didn't realize this was the same person. You know, the person that acted in that movie yeah. is the director of this movie. Yeah. Uh, I've later come to realize that. <laughs> It'd be funny if I don't even realize now. I'm like, yeah, this is <laughs> what, what does it all mean? <laughs> But yes, I watched Lady Bird. I really enjoy Lady Bird. Uh two years later she puts out Little Woman. Yes. which I haven't seen. Okay. My problem is I love big women. So <laughs> <laughs> I saw the title of this movie and thought to myself, that can't be for me. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I uh I've never seen it so I can't comment on it. 
Yeah. But he, uh, he, they, they had competing movies out at around the same time. Okay. Marriage Story, mm-hmm. which is directed by Noah Baumbach. Right. And Little Woman, directed by Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. They both came out, I think, within like a month of each other. Huh. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it was in December of 2019. Okay. It's like, so this is the thing. Certain movies come out at certain times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful explanation. What I'm trying to say is movies that are trying to win Oscars. Yeah. Come out in December. Yeah. Because voting starts. Oh, sorry. The, the ceremony is in like, uh, in March, right? Yeah. So they want it to be in the public consciousness. Yeah. So that's why award movies are released in December. Yeah. And then. Uh, a lot of kids' movies are released in June, July. Yeah. Because that's when the school holidays are. Yeah. So again, certain movies are released at certain times. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes more sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so those, both those movies were Oscar plays. Right. And Little Woman was apparently like uh, critically enjoyed. Okay. So, and it was nominated for, actually, I think she wasn't nominated for director. Okay. But it was nominated for a bunch of other awards. Right. Yeah. Because I remember she was snubbed and it was a big, <laughs> it was a big deal. And I, I never watched it, so I couldn't comment. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Anyway, the, uh, this is her follow up to Little Woman. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, so far, you know, I've said I'm a fan of Greta Gerwig. Yeah. But it's more like I'm a fan of Lady Bird. (laughs) 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 Really, I've either not seen or don't like everything else I've uh, come across from her. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, I don't include context for Barbie. Okay. Partly because I think everyone knows Barbie. Yeah. (laughs) That's one. And two, the opening of the movie... Does all that for me. Yeah. (laughs) They explain it pretty well. So the first scene of the movie is an homage to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you obviously don't know that. No. (laughs) (laughs) But in the beginning of... uh, So the plot of 2001 A Space Odyssey is these giant monoliths appear uh, throughout history. Yeah. So these apes, they come across the monolith. Okay. And they just kind of stare at it. And I don't know how, but that inspires them to start using uh, bones as tools oh. and weapons. Okay. Uh, similarly, in this movie, you, you see the, the small girls. Yeah. They're playing with the baby dolls. Yeah. Then the appearance of Barbie. <laughs> you know, uh, well, in this case, Barbie didn't inspire the step forward. She is the step forward. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what gets the little girls to start <laughs> go popping off. The little girls. <laughs> I thought that was a very fun scene. <laughs> Especially like those little girls, they were going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they told those girls like, um, this doll is going to murder your parents. <laughs> and they were, like the vitriol they had for those dolls was crazy too. <laughs> Yeah, and they tell us that dolls used to only be baby dolls, which yeah. girls would pre- then pretend to be the mother of. Yeah, right. 
But then along came Bobby, who was a dolls that girls could identify with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they go on to explain that Bobby represents women, and because Bobby can do anything, then a woman can do anything. Yeah. Right. This is something called liberal identity politics. Okay. <laughs> do you not know what this is? No. So like liberals believe that your identity yeah is your primary like concern I for how you view the world. Okay, yeah. Which is anti-Marxist. Okay. Right? Yeah. We believe the collective Right. Yeah. In, in the collective. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, emphasizing our differences prevents us from recognizing what's common between us. Yeah. Right. Right. So by. Uh, but you know, again, if you like, I ident- identify as this, but I realize I'm a, a part of the collective. That's fine. Yeah. Right. But it's uh, liberal identify identity politics focuses on. On the differences between us. Right. Right. And tries to analyze everyone's lives based on identity instead of, uh, like, material conditions as a Marxist an- analysis would. Right. right. Yeah. So, I'm against liberal identity politics. Okay. And this comes up in, like, lots of, ver- like, various forms of life. Okay. So, say, for example, in acting. Yeah. You know, the... Like the right wing loses their mind all the time <laughs> when, like, they they made the little mermaid black. Yeah, that is liberal identity politics. Right. Right. Okay. They're trying yeah. to further the idea that black woman can be the leads of a movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not not mermaid. <laughs> they they're trying to normalize the idea that uh, a non-white person can be the lead of a movie. Yeah. Right. Right. That's liberal identity politics and. In terms of acting, uh, yeah, I, I don't see any problems with that, really. Yeah. Right? But in terms of politics, uh, certain people think, and I can tell you for a fact, my dad does. Okay. <laughs> when yeah. I was a kid, uh, I went with him to vote. Yeah. And I asked my dad, who is he voting for? Yeah. Do you know who the... Fuck. Oh, the MF... The MF. Yeah. Do you know who the MF the is? The motherfucker. No. Oh. Do, you, do you not know who the MF is? No. Jesus Christ. What? It's the minority front. Oh. Oh. Led by... Someone. I was going to say Amitabh Radwadzi. Maybe. Is that his name? I don't know. Uh... Yeah, his name is Amitan Rajvansi. Okay. Right, and the Minority Front is an Indian party. Oh. And they advocate for Indian issues. Okay. So, I was in line one day and I just asked my dad, who are you voting for? He told me and I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, they're Indians. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Indian, so I'm voting for Indians, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> Which, kind of makes sense. No, uh, it's liberal identity politics. Yeah. Right? Whereas... Oh, you even say it, see it like this. Uh, I was playing Sudoku, <laughs> okay, right? and I got an ad for uh, for the DA. Yeah, with the have, have you seen this video? 
I don't know. It's about race quotas. No, I have not. So they want to have a march to protest race quotas. I okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. And in principle, I agree. Yeah. There shouldn't be uh, a certain race uh, promoted over other races. Yeah. But this is working within the framework that there need to be quotas. Yes. Right. This is. Uh, how can I say this? Going on with the idea that there's only a limited amount of jobs. Yeah. In my fr- in you know under socialism in my world, yeah, we the jobs would be so plentiful there wouldn't need to be quotas saying so many people need to go in this industry. Yeah. There would be just so many jobs that anybody could go wherever. Yeah. Right. So you find yourself dragged into these arguments where it's like. I don't even agree with race quotas, but <laughs> I have to uh, argue against the DA and say, you know, be- because of the framework we have now, yeah, there are people that have been discriminated against previously. Yes. And to get everyone up to speed, those race quotas were put into place to include those people. Yeah. But, uh, again... <laughs> In my world, there'd be so many jobs that we wouldn't care about this. Yeah. You are focusing on an issue within this broken framework. Yeah. So again, there's a lot of ways that identity politics can be used to separate people. Yeah. Instead of recognizing the commonality between people. Right, yeah. Uh, And a lot of... uh, Men online have been saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the Bobby, the Bobby movie is doing. <laughs> and I don't really agree with them. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Okay. You know, there's a lot of, like, whenever I point out these things, it doesn't mean that I don't like it. Okay. There's plenty of movies that with, like, horrible politics that I enjoy. Okay. It's uh, that doesn't affect me. I, I'm just pointing it out for the audience. Okay. You know, uh, I very rarely take my like the politics into uh, of a movie into account. Yeah. Uh, or, or if I do, I don't weight it more so than you know cinematography, uh, acting. You know, like the the more traditional <laughs> yeah things you would associate with it, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to say that, like. Uh, if this movie had an ideology that I was uh, against, against it wouldn't matter, yeah. right? Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, you get this identity politics stuff where people are like, "Well, if we get somebody in this position, yeah, we don't change." So, like, do you know, like these fashion companies? Yes. So what they'll do is like they'll get a black person and put them in charge of like uh I don't know designing or whatever. Yeah. And that's the solution to fix racism. Yeah. Right? Right. But that again that's working within the liberal identity framework. I would argue that giving a bunch of jobs to black people yeah. like you know lower or wherever yeah. just throughout the company instead of one figure token figurehead yeah. would do more to benefit them, yeah. right? Right. So that is the Marxist uh, alternative. Yeah. That's not being considered because liberal identity politics is, uh, you know, people believe in it so strongly that 
if this group is uh, uh, represented in a certain place, that makes up for not giving opportunities to yeah. <laughs> that group. We'll just have one person as a figurehead that shows, hey, we we did something instead of, you know, doing more. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. That's yeah. how com- corporations mainly use liberal identity politics to, you know, be bad. <laughs> right? It makes it seem like they're doing something good, but yeah. they're really not doing anything. Or they're doing something they should have been doing anyway. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing is Bobby, she wakes up and she has a, <laughs> I don't want to say stereotypical, like a, a pleasant day. Yeah. A happy day. Yeah. Which she apparently has every day. Yes. Yeah. And then she has an intrusive thought. Yes. She says like, have you ever thought about dying? Yeah. Which, uh. <laughs> And she stops the party completely. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't really... That doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, that doesn't make sense. Because it's the problems from the real world. Yes. Is the child... But we find out it's not the child playing with the Barbie, right? Yes. It's the mother. Yes. Is the mother worried about dying? I guess. That doesn't seem to be her problem. That's why I was trying to find out what does... Her thinking about death relate to. I think it's just like the mother was having a bunch of dark thoughts, right? And so she, you know, she creates all these Barbies, like the, what, what's it called? It's like the constantly thinking about death Barbie or something. And she's got the dark clouds around her. And so I'm assuming like when the mother thought of that idea of designing that Barbie, the Barbie in Barbie land was like, oh, this is, I am her. Who's the mother you're talking about? Um, what's her name? America Ferreira. What? She, she, did she design a Barbie? Yeah, she, she draws a bunch of Barbies. All right. You see them in her nest. Yes, but, but I'm saying the Barbie takes on the problems of the real person. Yes. Well, in theory, like, that's how it's explained in the movie. That's why I'm saying it makes no sense because she doesn't seem to be worried about death at all. Yeah. That's, uh... Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. And it doesn't link to anything else, but that starts our journey. And this movie follows the, again, stereotypical monomyth. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. It's the hero's journey. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. It's the story circle. Yeah. It's what Luke Skywalker goes through in the first hours. Right? It's uh, in writing. Yeah. uh, There's a guy named Joseph Campbell Hmm. who, uh, like, uh, analyzed thousands of uh, stories throughout history from different cultures. Yeah. And synthesized it into one story. Okay. And because you recognize that there's a lot of commonalities between the tales that different cultures tell. Right, yeah. And that is called the the hero's journey. Okay. Where you have a hero, they're at home, yeah. something is, like, bugging them. They go off into the world. Yeah. They go through challenges in the world. They come back a changed person. Yeah. 
this Barbie movie follows that structure to a T. Yeah. And again, there's uh, you know <coughs> things being reused is not a bad thing. Yeah. There's a reason they're reused because they are effective because they work. Yeah. And I I agree with it. This is uh, you know <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I want to say like Star Wars for girls, but the, you know Star Wars is for girls. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars is for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, so the next day she has a bad day basically yeah and there's a lot of like uh, I'm gonna say it's an inconsistency but I don't really care that much okay but like uh, she puts toothpaste on the the brush yeah but nothing else do you get what I'm saying uh no so no water comes from the tap yeah there's no soap yes but toothpaste comes out of the out of the oh I see yes, what you're saying that's the only thing that, uh, that is real you know it, it like or, puts out stuff yeah yeah or because like everything else is like uh, you know the brush yeah you don't need to do anything to the brush the brush yeah. is the brush yeah uh, but like if you open the tap it's kind of like imaginary yes, water it's imaginary water yeah right. that's what I'm saying but yeah. it's not imaginary toothpaste yes so there's stuff like that mm-hmm. where I'm like huh it's weird what they chose to make real and not real but again at the end of the day I don't really care that much it's uh, just something I notice as someone who is uh, not familiar with Barbie toys well that's the thing (laughs) neither of us are familiar with Barbie so (laughs) but if I were to I guess like uh, theorize a reason for toothpaste being a thing in their world it's that um Mattel created toothpaste, like a toothpaste toy for Barbie, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you could squeeze it out. Yeah. And I, I don't know why but you would... that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, for a toy, you wouldn't squeeze it out. You'd ha- yeah. I guess you'd have the the toothpaste too. Yeah. But you just, you just wouldn't squeeze anything out. Yeah. But anyway, that it, it's it's not a complaint. It's just something I noticed. That's yeah. all. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit weird, right? Yeah. And then she meet. Uh, she goes to meet. Uh, what's her name? Weird Bobby. Yeah. What's her name? Um. Oh, she was from Saturday Night Live. I know her name is Kate McKinnon, but I'm saying in the movie. Oh, isn't she just Weird Bobby? Weird Bobby. What did I say? Weird Bobby. Oh, all yeah. right. Uh, but she goes <laughs> to meet Weird Bobby, <laughs> which. <laughs> I love Weird Bobby. Yes, that's my favorite character. (laughs) (laughs) Weird Bobby. (laughs) They always try to like, um, what's the word? Like they say something hugely offensive, and they they look over (laughs) and they're like, "Oh, no offense." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like that. Those really. It reminded me, you know, in Guardians of Galaxy. Yeah. Mantis when she sees like. I don't know, like this weird fucked up goat or something. She's like, ah! She's like, oh, I'm just screaming at something behind you. You look fine, don't worry. (laughs) And like, you know, she's trying to be nice while these people, these bowies are just like, fuck you. (laughs) Just, you know, huge body blows to her (laughs) self-confidence. Whatever. Also, I love the gag of like, they're like, Someone says, they call her Weird Bobby behind her back. 
and to her face. All right, but uh, so uh, she goes into a car, and I really enjoyed this. Oh, something I was going to say: the production designer. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> whoever the production designers, they've done a you know a stellar job here. Yeah. The, you know, oh. fr- from Barbie Land itself. Yeah. The cons- I assume that's what a kid imagines when they're playing with Barbie. Yeah. I obviously, again, <laughs> I, I, I'm not familiar with this IP. <laughs> so, <laughs> as a non-kid that mm. does not play with Barbie, mm. we kind of have no idea yes. about Barbie. So that's why I'm like, I'm saying that this is probably what kids imagine, but I don't know what kids imagine. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but I enjoyed the look of it. Yeah. This, spoiler alert. I, I, kind of view Greta Gerwig as like a Zack Snyder type okay uh, <laughs> like visually stunning movie oh but yeah the themes uh, of this movie are not conveyed well and are very dumb okay so <laughs> fair enough <laughs> uh, yeah so she travels to the real world that sequence I loved it yeah uh, both going and coming yeah all the various little gags that happen as they're moving along yeah. very fun <laughs> um Yes, they go get to the real world and more hijinks <laughs> ensues. Yeah. They, uh, you know, people are looking at them weird. Yeah. And they, what's the first thing they do? They roll around for a little bit. Yes, and then they get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, well, I haven't said it explicitly, but this is a very funny movie. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the jokes a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just some things that are just very stupid. Yeah, just beyond <laughs> stupid. That like, especially that last joke, which is like, I'm here to see my gynecologist. Yeah. Rub me the wrong way. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they go to Mattel. Yes. So uh, sorry, sorry. Well, people like ogling her on the beach. Yes. Give, you know, makes her more upset. Yes. And sh- they go to the Mattel Corporation. After they've been arrested a few times. <laughs> a few times. Yeah. Well, first they track down the girl. Uh, well, Bobby tracks down the girl while Ken learns about the patriarchy. Oh, I thought that was after. It might. Uh, no, no, no. It's before. Before. Because she she goes to school mm. and then uh, she has that conversation with the girl. And What are the girl's problems with Bobby? That um, she's like unrealistic body standards and all that kind of. But she is. Yeah, she is. Mm. Do they? Uh, I don't know. Provide a counter to that. Uh, yeah, there's a little uh, thing where Helen Mirren says uh, a note to the producers of this no, movie. I know that, but I'm saying, do they combat the idea that? That she is unrealistic in my opinion. Yeah. Kind of. No, I'm saying like the kids don't identify with Barbie. Yes. Because of those things. Yes. Do they find a reason as to why the kids should or. Uh, not really. They just kind of move on to more identifiable things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't ever answer that question. Not that I can recall. All right. No. 
yeah anyway another weird thing is the uh, so the, so so sorry we move on to the ceo yeah those guys yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part of this movie oh the mattel ceo and the board okay because they seem to be like an evil corporation yes but they also seem to be genuinely concerned about the welfare of teenage girls yes so pick a side I don't understand what the movie is trying to say with these people. And it's not like uh, I don't want you to think like, "Oh, I'm seeing a corporation being portrayed uh non-negatively." Yeah. So that's making me angry. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm a bit confused as to what the point of those characters were. What are they representing? Because if it's a if it's a satire and it's making fun of real world events. Yeah. Then that doesn't really make any sense. Oh, that's right there. As a critique. Yeah. Uh why does it not make sense? Because corporations are ruthless and they only do it to make money. They don't really care about the ben- you know, the well-being of young girls. In fact, they the ones who created this, you know, self-esteem issues. Yeah. That's why I'm saying the their portrayal doesn't satirize or you know skewer anything. It's just uh although I I feel like they you know how so like at at the beginning they kind of like they don't really care. They are like a, an evil corporation. And then at some point throughout the movie Will Ferrell decides that uh what was their plan? Their plan was to put her in a box and ship her back to Barbie Land. Is that the extent of their plan? I believe so, yes. Are these the villains? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the thing if you could have been like all right, these are bumbling idiots. They don't understand Barbie or something like that. Yeah. You could have done like something else, yeah, something else. <laughs> a second idea <laughs> insert another example here <laughs> but yeah the i really felt that entire subplot was just a waste it didn't add anything to the movie it just it, it just felt like uh they needed a link to america Fer- ferrera yeah being the secretary yeah and uh i guess it's it's commenting that there's men you know they're all on the boardroom and she's the secretary yeah but that's really it that doesn't yeah. <laughs> it doesn't uh, you know there's other ways they could have uh, showed that yeah that 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 whole portion of the movie i think was just a, a waste of time it it kind of feels like they needed a villain but they didn't want to make them well there really isn't a villain in the movie <sighs> Yeah, but I guess Ken is the villain. Uh well, yeah, he kind of I guess the corporation's like a fake out villain. And then while Ken learns about the whole patriarchy thing and then but he didn't learn it from them. He learned it from like society. Yes. Like he was out in the streets. He yeah. didn't go to the corporation and learn the patriarchy from the corporation, did he? No. But that's why they're the fake out villain. So like originally you were meant to think 
Okay. Oh, it's the evil corporation. In that they, case, it's still a waste. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. Yeah. Anyway, they they also meet Gloria. Yes. Who's the uh, the mom? No, sorry, not Gloria. Who am I looking for? You know the. She's played by the lady from Cheers. The lady from Cheers. Well, you don't know Cheers. You don't even no. skin Cheers. No. Rias, not Rias. You are. Rhea Pullman Rhea Pullman <laughs> <laughs> I know that much I promise <laughs> She's the crate of Bobby Oh Yeah um, Remember she's like in a Ruth Ruth Yeah Yeah But So Is she a ghost? Yes I believe so Yeah Ruth Handler Yeah Okay At the end of the movie She appears as a ghost Yes But earlier At the in the offices yes when Bobby she seemed real She's, <laughs> she did it, yes yeah that was very weird to me yeah I mean she'd be very old I'm yeah. assuming it's set in like present times yes so yeah she would be like insane no, well old. I'm not talking about the real Ruth I'm just talking about in the context of the movie yeah and I guess in by virtue of the fact that she appears as a ghost later I think you're supposed to just assume that she was a ghost earlier yeah. As well, but oh, sorry. When they got uh, when Bobby first arrives, right? Yeah. She sits at a bus stop. She looks at this old lady. Yes. And she's like, "You look so familiar." Something like. She says, "You look beautiful." You look beautiful. Yeah. It's just like one of those things where it's like, appreciate your imperfections for what they are. Oh. It, yeah, it's just like a touching moment. I thought that was gonna come back. Like that was her. Like original the first person who played with her when she was made maybe that, that yeah. that's what I, I thought that was gonna be like because she looked like she recognized her like yeah so I, oh, sorry my first thought was she was gonna be the crate of Barbie that yeah. was sitting at that bus stop yeah but turned out to not be the case because it was Ruth yes so that's why I'm like so I guess that's just woman empowerment yeah telling another woman that she's beautiful well that's what I got from it alright well yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's just me who views uh, her saying you look so beautiful with suspicion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, well, where does this plot thread <laughs> Well, not everything needs to be a part of a plot thread. It can just be being nice. Indeed. I guess. Yeah. But I won't learn that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, you know, skate by that quietly. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, also... I don't the the joke about her being a tax evader. Yeah. I don't know. She had some uh I don't I didn't find it funny. <laughs> it was just like it was literally just she didn't pay taxes and then she got in trouble for it. But that's bad. Yeah. That's not a joking matter. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, Bobby? <laughs> is this movie saying tax evasion is a laughing matter? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's bad if you ask me. But uh yeah. yeah. Then they go back to uh, Barbie Land. Yeah. And uh, Ken brings the patriarchy with him. Yeah. And they it causes the Kens to uh, revolt. I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like a coup. Hmm. Hmm. And they take and they make the Barbies take a submissive roles such as maids, housewives, and agreeable girlfriends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Bobby comes back from the real world and then Grace gives a speech and this this part also really disliked okay uh the speech yeah Gloria she basically turns to the camera and <laughs> gives a speech <laughs> and then after she's done speaking there's like a a four to five second window where they have like an applause break yeah <laughs> which and it's it's very similar to last week you know we were speaking about Mission Impossible yeah um there's a she Sheer Wiggum says something like uh, he's a shape-shifting mind-reading something <laughs> uh, it's similarly um, in a previous Mission Impossible Alec Baldwin says uh He's the the personification of yeah death or something. No, the personification of chaos. That one, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it seems like you're really aggrandizing a character that doesn't ha- that hasn't earned that. I guess. Uh, but yes. Anyway, that was just my presentation of that speech. What Gloria actually said, yeah, I believe is just gibberish. Okay. Which uh, <laughs> uh. people are, uh, you know. Woman, I'm gonna get upset. Yeah, I guess. But again, I don't care. I'm just analyzing the movie. Okay. Her whole thing is about uh, unfair expectations. Yeah. That uh, there's a double standard between what what's expected of men and what's expected of women. Yes. Right. Yeah. And her answer, or her thing at the end of this, is that everyone should. I guess lower the expectations. Not lower, just like be more lenient. I guess, yeah. But uh, okay, can I compare this in contrast to another movie? Sure. That dealt with something similar. It's okay. called Across the Spider Verse. Ever heard of it? No, I can't say I have. What's that about? Well, then I can't do this now. You don't know <laughs> that movie. I need to. <laughs> I need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> And rewrite this whole analogy. <laughs> you really fucked things up here for me. <laughs> okay, yes. Across right. the Spider-Verse. Oh, so you do know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, in that movie, uh, Miles has has the problem that he's a Spider-Man. Yes. And there's certain expectations of a Spider-Man. Yes. Of what they need to do. Yeah. And Miles rejects that and says, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. Right. In this movie, Gloria's answer to unfair expectations is to say <laughs> society needs to change their expectations, which <laughs> I think is a much worse way to deal with it. Yeah, you can't influence what other people, how they perceive things, right? Yeah, you can only control what you, how you react to it. Yeah. So I I, I believe that Miles's reaction is yeah. far healthier and far better than what this movie is proposing that society as a whole changes its expectations you can't again I'm just repeating myself but you can't (laughs) (laughs) you can't force society to change the way they view things you can only change how you react yeah so again this whole speech that she gave I was listening shaking my head thinking this is so fucking dumb this is uh, (laughs) you're you're, you know this you're setting this movie up for I was going to say failure because this, it's such an easily debunked idea you're trying to present. Yeah. But anyway, yes. I think 
the idea is more like speaking to society so like even though she you know she her whole idea is that society should change and whatever right i think the idea behind it is that a bunch of people flock to cinemas to see this and so she's basically speaking to the whole of society well obviously not the whole of it but like you know a I would say a, a fair majority of society when she says change your expectations. I don't all know right. if that makes Can sense. Can I just go back to something you said? Yeah. Obviously not all of them. You can't expect every person you meet on the street to have seen the Barbie movie. That is true. So <laughs> that's why I go back to what I was saying. You can't expect people to change how they perceive things. You can only change how you react. Fair enough. So, yeah, this movie is fucking dumb. And so this is the thing. Hmm. Is this a dumb, fun movie or is it a deep, uh, uh, you know, takedown of the patriarchy? Yeah. Choose one. Yeah. Because if it is a dumb, funny movie, then who cares if this is a dumb, you know, speech to give because it's just a dumb, funny movie. Yeah. But if it is this, you know, potent takedown of the patriarchy, then... Uh, and I criticize it, you can't be upset about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So just choose one. Yeah. <laughs> right. right? So, but somehow the speech, like, reinvig- reinvigorates Bobby. Yeah. And she gets the, essentially getting the crew back together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gets, uh, you know, weird Bobby, Ellen, and the other dolls, which we, we never spoke about Ellen. Alan, what a legend. Well, people are, like, theorizing that he represents, like, trans people or, like, non-binary or, like, effeminate men or... I see. Yeah, that does make sense. But I really don't think he represents anything because it's never dealt with. Yeah, I mean, the original Alan doll was just Ken's friend. Yeah. That was it. No, yeah, but I'm saying uh, in the movie, yeah. if he were a representation of something, yes. they would do something with that plot line. Yeah. But he just appears. <laughs> yeah. That's not a... That's not a... <laughs> you're not doing anything with... <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> he just appears. Yeah. Which, that's fine. But, you know, I thought it, this was a deep takedown of patriarchy and things represented stuff whatever <laughs> but, <laughs> things represented stuff <laughs> but anyway they get the gang together and they you know take down the patriarchy you know, use their womanly tricks <laughs> <laughs> to con the you know uh, our protagonist the poor Ken <laughs> to con them into fighting each other <laughs> and they, they sneak into uh, I guess it's their congress yeah because yeah it is a congress right it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm assuming it's like the what's it called it's like the like their parliament kind of that's what I'm saying yeah it's either you have a parliament or a congress yeah so which one is it well because I'm South African I would say parliament but it's most likely congress because they're American yes (laughs) but anyway (laughs) oh sorry uh, why I was saying Alan represents 
everyone yeah is because there's different types of barbies right yes. there's different colors apparently there's a trans barbie yeah there is uh, well she's played by a trans character well a, a tra- <laughs> <laughs> clipped clipped she's <laughs> she's played by a trans actor yes all right well actress well, well actor is non gender specific yeah actor anybody can be an actor yeah it's just I don't know society assumed actor you know as, as the male and actress as the female but actor yeah. is the the word for a person who acts fair enough <laughs> <laughs> anyway and the so i guess the the lesson of this movie yeah so it's so obviously their plan works yeah and obviously Okay, let me just so look. The restored Bowies then manipulate the Kens to fight among fight amongst themselves and be distracted from altering the constitution to enshrine male superiority. While the Bowies regain their positions of power, in the process they also realize the error of their previous societal system and decide to make some changes in Bowieland, including better treatment for the Kens and all outcast dolls. Yes. Again, this is this has challenged nothing <laughs> this, <laughs> this idea so the barbie world is an inversion of ours yeah and they're trying to show how unfair it is in the real world that there's so many men in the supreme court and the presidency yes and the uh you know in all positions of power you saw in the corporate yeah. place the the entire board was men yeah whereas in barbie world it's the inverse of that where all women are in charge yeah and you as a you know an idiot man are supposed to sit there and go oh my god that's so unfair you know yeah. uh, th- there's ladies in charge everywhere and then they can turn back and say well in the real world men are in charge everywhere so you see how <laughs> 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 oh this you know like flips yeah but at the end of the movie the bowies are still in charge yes and they say they'll have as much power as oh, sorry the kens will have as much power as women do in the real world or something like that <laughs> maybe someday the kens can have as much power as women do in the real world but yeah. again it's not dismantling the system it has the previous system it's just being nicer to the kins. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. A true deconstruction at the end of this everyone would have equal rights. Yeah. That's what feminism is about. That everybody has equality. Yeah. This is still upholding, you know, woman supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? What if uh you know in a future generation uh, those babies decide not to be nice to the kins anymore? Yeah. They're still upholding the system that you know that was shown to be wrong in this movie. Yeah. Because at the end of this movie they like I said they realize the error of their previous societal system and decide to make some changes in Babylon. Yeah. Right? Right. They but what I'm saying is they don't realize the actual problem with their previous system because they've recreated it now yes. except by treating the kids better instead, you know. They haven't actually 
They haven't really done anything. That's my whole point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They've done nothing. <laughs> yes. Thoughts? Honestly, taking it as the fact that they haven't really done anything mm. makes me think that this is kind of more satirical. And then people have just decided to take a much deeper meaning from it. You, so, like, you know how we were saying, is this a a silly, funny movie or a more serious kind of, like, you know, serious thing, right? I was being facetious. You can do both. Oh, okay, cool. All right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> good chat. <laughs> yes, you can have something silly, but be making serious points. Yeah. My, I'm saying that people want who want to critique me, yes, for trying to find mean, meaning in this movie, yes, also view it as a serious movie. Yeah. Right. Right. So you can't say. Don't criticize it because it's not a serious movie. Yeah. And then on the other hand, claim to enjoy it as a serious movie that, yeah. that's what I was saying right. but obviously the people in mind made it with both in mind yes yeah okay cool uh, yeah yeah are we mm-hmm. done uh, I'm not done but are we done with this section I mean? yeah with this point yeah yes uh, then we get to the I guess the point of this movie because there's lots of points yeah but this is the the main point Okay. Bobby has to find her own identity and become a real person. Both her and Ken. Yeah. And I have no problems with that. Okay. Uh, idea. Right, yeah. The manner they chose to convey this idea yeah. was to give them genitals. Right? Yeah. So if you recall earlier in the movie, they, they, say, they say... We have no genitals. We have no genitals, right? Yeah. And at the end of the movie, the point for them is to become real people yes and the way to show that they've become real people is she has a vagina yes which can be viewed as transphobic right yes I see that pre-op trans women are still women yes uh you know people are gonna get upset (laughs) (laughs) at me for saying this but uh you, you know uh a woman can have a penis yeah Right? Yeah. So, I understand they were trying to make a joke, a fun joke at the end. Yeah. But I can also view how somebody would view this as transphobic. Now, obviously, I don't know any trans people in my regular life, so I can't ask anybody. But uh, I assume, you know, pre-op trans women would be offended by this. Yeah. Uh, You know, the implication that having a vagina makes you a real woman. Yeah. But, yeah, it's very funny to me that the right wing have labeled this a woke movie yeah. when that's the final, <laughs> like, seed of them. I like, I assume they would love that, you <laughs> that, know. Yeah, that last but, bit. Uh, yeah. Anything else? I didn't like that they changed her name. True. So... You know how she, when she goes, she says her name is Barbara Handler, mm. which in theory makes sense because she met Ruth, Ruth's surname is Handler, Ruth created her, so Barbara Handler, yeah. right? But the original Bobby, 
was Barbara Millicent Roberts. So, is that, like, canonically changed now? I guess people would just be confused. Yeah. It makes more sense that she would name herself after her creator. Yes, it would. That's what I'm saying. In terms of the movie. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You, you're just like a lore nerd who's like, oh, <laughs> they didn't put in the, the, the original name. Yeah. It's like... You know, in the Mario movie, yes, the old Mario movie, fantastic movie, but it doesn't <laughs> include all the Easter eggs and whatnot. You know, yeah, perfectly. Yes, this new movie, rubbish, but has all the Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just love Easter eggs. <laughs> that is true. All right, Easter is my favorite time of year. I'll just buy like is a it? bunch of Easter eggs Easter. and just chomp down. Easter? No, not really. Then why did you say it? Because we're talking about Easter egg. Misinformation and lying on the podcast. I don't like it, sir. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> I've never told a lie on this pod. Never. Never. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Are we done with the movie? Do you have anything else to say? Uh, no. So I'll, I just also wanted to talk about acting. Okay. Everyone was fine. Except. Except. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. He was <laughs> Something I should have mentioned uh, going into this movie is uh, Ryan Gosling is my favorite actor. Oh. Does not know this. No, I, I do mention not. it a lot. Oh. But yeah. He, you know, he's never bad in a movie, first of all. That is but true. every movie he wants to be in, he's excellent in. Yeah. And I, my favorite movie of the last decade. Yes. So not this decade, the previous decade. Yeah. The, tw- the 2010s. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> He's the lead, right? Huh. Yeah. I just love him a lot. Sorry if this offends. Ooh, offended, liberal. How many people don't like Ryan Gosling? I don't know. Well, there's one thing I don't like. Yeah. He was on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he did a skit making fun of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're upset that he made fun of Avatar. Yeah. Did I also did I mention that the Bob Nimer trailers premiered with Avatar 2? I think so. At the beginning of the... Yeah, during the context. Did I mention that? I think so. Well, we've mentioned it yeah, now. Yeah, mentioned it now. <laughs> <laughs> when Avatar 2 came out, that's the day the Oppenheimer and Barbie trailers uh, were released. Right. Yeah. But he made fun of Avatar. Yes. So maybe... Do you know the papyrus font? Yes. So... In the first Avatar movie, they have the papyrus font. Yeah. And the sketch on SNL is making fun of them for using the papyrus font. I see. But listen, if Big Jim says use the papyrus, we're using the fucking papyrus over here, right? Shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> Can we go on to the recommendations? Yeah, of course. Oh, I gave the movie a seven. I gave it an 8. Yeah, so that, that's yeah. the... I'm bouncing in between 7 and 8. Okay. But, yeah. like, the stupidity of some things is just dragging me towards the 7. But yeah. then I remember, like, certain things were so funny. So, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting dragged towards the 8. So, you know, up and down. Yeah. Yeah. So, recommendations. Do you have anything? I do, actually, yes. Hmm. So, um... Uh, well, like, two weeks ago. Uh, well, okay, like... In, like, maybe March or so, like, in one of the very first podcast episodes, I mentioned I was watching Record of Ragnarok, 
which is uh, an anime uh, thing about gods and humans fighting to the death to uh, figure out if gods will, uh, if humans still deserve to live as a species. And uh, season two came out two weeks ago. So, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't see it. I mean, I saw the news that a new season had come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like about halfway, just over halfway through. And currently it's it's pretty good. The only uh, kind of gripe I have with it is that it does get a little bit repetitive. Because it's like God and human fight. Uh, God brings out something cool. Human brings out something to counter it. And they just kind of keep power creeping each other until eventually someone wins. Well, that's anime. Yeah, that is well, anime. Uh, sorry, let me not say that. That's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, carry on. Yeah, so that's... I mean, so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. How many episodes are there? I think Per it's, season. It's... I think it's like 16 or something. Alright, it's fine. You don't need to check. Okay, cool. Great. Um... And yeah, well, that's that for uh, Record of Ragnarok. And then I've also been watching Bruise Brothers, that uh, like Bruise, like Bruise beer, you know, like Hebrews beer. Right. right. And um, Hebrews beer, so they're Jewish. No man. <laughs> 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 yes, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's also kind of it's. I think it's classified as like a sitcom mm. about a a guy who runs a brewery. A Jewish man who runs, <laughs> who runs a brewery. <laughs> he could be Jewish. I don't know. All right, Hebrews beer. Oh no, he's not Jewish because. Uh, oh, he ate, he ate pork, and, <laughs> no. and you saw his dick. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he might have eaten pork. I'm not sure about that. So then why... Listen, we, <laughs> we don't need to debate if it's Jewish or not. Nobody cares. <laughs> Carry on with what you're saying. Anyway, right. So he he runs like a struggling brewery. And then his brother uh, is like a an esteemed beer taster. And they partner up to save the brewery. And it's like... It's alright. It's not like amazing acting or writing or <laughs> really anything it's not like it's not amazing it's just kind of I thought there. you were to stop at some point <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> alright but uh, who stars here I'd be lying if I said I knew <laughs> I, I don't know those guys names right. <laughs> well researched yes indeed very well researched um well, the the reason I originally started watching it was because there's a guy from another show that I watch. Who? Uh, Zacharino. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, he's like a... I'll go, go. <laughs> Get around talking. So, um, yeah, anyway, basically, back to Bruce Brothers. Uh, it's like, it's decent. Like, uh, I, you know, I have a good laugh with it. But it's not like crazy. REI. Alright. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's it's like i mean i'm pretty much uh done with the well yeah i think it's only one season like it didn't get renewed or anything <laughs> so it's it's like <laughs> it's very bang average yeah i yeah. can see it was in 2020 <laughs> yeah isn't cub yeah all right yeah but that's that's about it for right. my recommendations let me run through these first four the venture brothers radiant is the blood of the baboon heart that's a title and a half do you know what the venture brothers are no amazing tv show okay so obviously uh, excluding like uh, you know one hour dramas yeah this is my favorite show of all time okay it's so good it started off as like a parody of uh, johnny quest okay do you know what that is yes he's vaguely like, it's a cartoon from the 1960s. He's like a, a boy adventurer. I think they redid it as well when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and Johnny Quest appears on that show. Oh, nice. Adventure Brothers. Because okay. Warner Brothers realized that they had access to <laughs> <laughs> that IP. And they included him in the show once, right? Okay. But So the show started in 2003. Okay. But they do like... an season every couple of years so yeah. like you'll wait like three or four years for <laughs> adventure <laughs> brothers uh, uh season right so they have seven seasons although it's been 20 years oh my goodness <laughs> but they were canceled in like 2018 2019 okay because they were like moving more towards streaming okay and i don't yeah. think this does well on streaming yeah i, I don't i don't know why uh, like it does very well on blu-ray okay and home media yeah. Like uh the D V D sales is what kept it alive. Oh right. You know, uh but then with the rise of streaming the D V D sales kinda dipped. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know precisely why. Yeah. Because you can still like people will still watch it. Yeah, that is true. But anyway, it it was cancelled a few years ago. Okay. And they made this movie to like finish it off. Okay. And uh I really thought it was wonderful. It solved the last two mysteries that we were we were pondering. Okay. Because like it's it's a very vast world. Okay. It's yeah. it's so like everything's a parody of something. Oh, nice. Right? Okay. So like uh, there's like a black widow standing. Oh. <laughs> 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 there's a uh, GI Joe versus like uh, who's GI Joe's villains? Cobra. Yeah. The Cobra crew. <laughs> There's a, a parry of uh, Hunter F. Thompson. Okay. It's just so cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the last two things we wanted to know is the uh, the main character, the Venture Brothers' dad, yeah. Jonas Venture. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not Jonas, Rusty. Okay. So he was the boy adventurer. Right. Grown up. Okay, yeah. Right. Right. So the the show follows his two kids, but he's also he's not the main character, but uh, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I because just now I said he was the main character. Yes. <laughs> he's he's one of the main characters. Right. Him and his arch nemesis, the 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 monarch. Okay. He, the monarch butterfly is his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you you have like Batman is inspired by bats. You have. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Spider Man wasn't inspired. He was literally, but but. Yeah. You know, like uh, other people who choose their... They their choose cause. to be, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was raised by monarch butterflies. 
I can't remember now. It's uh, how does that work? <laughs> I just know he was raised by. He may have been raised by wolves and whatever. He took inspiration from butterflies. <laughs> Look. Yes. We always thought they were related in some way, like they were brothers or something. Right. And it's revealed what their relation is. Oh, okay. And then we also wanted to know who the boy's mother was. Yeah. And we find out that out as well. Oh. Very bizarre. Okay. All right. Um, it seems like the woman presented in there seems to be like a Carol Boskin type. Do you know who that is? I've heard the name. Tiger King. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's the lady who potentially killed her first husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I highly recommend watching the Venture Brothers, the show, and it's you know Kappa movie. Yeah, they have released previous movies. I think you know like one-off specials. Yeah, right. I, I I'm really thinking I should rewatch the Venture Brothers because <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time I watched was 2018. Okay. So yeah, I'm due for a, a rewatch. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Next uh, in the Tim Burton filmography is Big Fish. Okay. Although it's not actually the next after Mars Attacks, which I spoke about last week. Yeah. Uh, Sleepy Hollow and Planet of the Apes are next, but uh, yeah, I saw them recently enough that I didn't want to rewatch them. Okay. Uh, you know, I just listened to the podcast without uh, yeah. <laughs> rewatching, right? Yeah. But anyway, Big Fish is an extremely charming and sweet fantasy movie. It okay. stars uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Burton's usual gang. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter's there. Okay. Danny DeVito. Yeah. Billy Crudup? I don't know. No, I'm telling you, Billy oh. Crudup <laughs> is there, but I don't think he worked with... When I said the rest of Burton's band, yeah. <laughs> I think it's only Helena Bonham Carter I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I do know Danny DeVito appears in Batman Returns and Mars Attacks. Yes. But is he? I don't think he's done anything after this. That's why I don't think he's part of his crew. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Burton is clearly on the decline at this point. But this movie has heart and is very well made. Okay. So I gave it a seven. Fair enough. Next is Burton's adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. I've only ever heard this movie get bad mouth, and when when I was a child, I watched it. I thought it was fine. Okay. I I was a big Raw Doll, uh, you know, fan when I was a child. Yeah, I same. read all his books. Same. Yeah, and I'm realizing, like in the last couple of weeks, really due to blank check, I've watched the BFG, yeah, which Spielberg directed. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. <laughs> directed by Henry Selick. Uh, this one. Yeah. And there's something else recently by Raw Doll that I watched, but doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. Not good, not bad, just a serviceable movie. Okay. But then I watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh. The 1971 adaptation. Yeah. You know, extremely funny movie. Okay. And I understand now why there's so much vitriol for the remake. This movie is miles and miles better despite being released 34 years earlier. Yeah. It's okay. funny, but it's also much darker. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this Wonka guy is deeply evil. <laughs> He's <laughs> like <laughs> one of history's greatest monsters. <laughs> I don't know why we, you know, make movies valorizing him. 
very evil man. <laughs> He's like the Hitler of his time. Uh-huh. And his time was during Hitler's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's the Hitler of World War 2. <laughs> <laughs> Next Futurama is back. Okay. They do you know what Futurama is? Yes. It was created by Matt Groening who's the creator of the Simpsons. Yeah. And I was much more of a Futurama guy than a Simpsons guy when I was a kid. But then Same. again, like people say the later seasons of Simpsons were bad. Yeah. So, you know, potentially I'm just uh comparing the good Futurama with the bad Simpsons. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about doing a Simpsons rewatch, but there's <laughs> there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes. It would take me a few days. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Right, but yeah, it's very mid this episode of Futurama. Yeah. I was very and cuz it was canceled once mm. in the early 2000s. Yeah. And it uh they did like a finale I remember and that. then they brought it back. Yeah. And it went for another few years and they did another finale. Yeah. And now they brought it back. <laughs> right. So they pump faked us twice with the you know cancellations. Yeah, finales. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of emotionally checked out of Futurama. Okay. But uh, I guess I'm just going to carry on watching. Fair enough. Uh, the Secret Invasion ended this week. Yeah. And it was remarkably awful. Okay. A few weeks ago I spoke about it positively, right? Yes. Because it's a mystery. Yeah. When you're setting things up it's like, oh, you know, what's going to happen? You're building the suspense. Yes. Yeah. But now that I know the answer, I'm like this is a fucking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it in the bin. <laughs> right. I the final episode is the lowest rated Marvel property on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. That's crazy. Uh the last time I checked it was 13%. Jeez. Right. It's Jeez. Uh, the <laughs> that show is awful. Okay. I know this is the recommendation section. <laughs> this is an anti-recommendation. Do not watch it. Right? Okay. Yeah. Next I watched Detroiters. Okay. Which is Tim Robinson's old show. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. So a few weeks ago I spoke about I think you should leave. All right, yeah. So I think you should leave is the funniest show on TV. Yes. This was his previous show. It's still extremely funny, but it's not as funny. Okay. It's or surreal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's more it's more serialized content. Right. I think yeah. you should leave is a bunch of sketches. Yeah. Where it's like a new cast, new new everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I I still really enjoy Detroit is like a 9 out of 10. Okay. So good. So good. Okay. Um and then finally uh do you know what invincible is? No. It's a TV show. Well, it was a comic. Okay. And they made a TV show it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. But they did a standalone episode for one of their characters called Atom Eve. Okay. Atom Eve would kick Superman's fucking ass dude. Damn. Be- well, not because she's strong, because mm. but she is very strong. Yeah. Just she has a uh, meta manipulation. Oh. She can change anything into another thing. Yeah. So she can just take anything and turn it into kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. She's, you know, she has like the she's the what's it called? Some the silver name. bullet yeah. to kill Superman. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, very fun movie. Okay. It's like an hour special. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, watch Invincible. Okay. <laughs> Very good show as well. Okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we done. I would like to think so, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. <laughs> give two or three likes if you've got multiple accounts. Yeah. Why not? Buy a bunch of phones, create <laughs> different accounts, run a, a streaming farm. <laughs> Make it seem like we're very, very popular. <laughs> uh, importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. It has to be. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. It'll be uh, Indiana Jones, the final one before this final one. <laughs> That's coming out this week. Um, you can find all our links at paceup.com. Please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everyone. No, we have Oppenheimer next week. Yeah. Very excited for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir.